We all would like to think that we know where we are going and how to get there. But at every stage in life, we need divine direction. God has promised to guide us if we simply follow. The fifth and final section of Psalms are referred to as Deuteronomy Psalms because they remind us to keep returning to the truth of God's Word. Join us as we study them with Scott Pauley today. Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. One mark of true believers, one mark of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is that in every generation it has faced some type of persecution. Now, uh, let's talk about our world for just a moment. We have been spoiled. Honestly, so many of us have, have lived such comfortable lives, uh, even in our Christian faith, that we know so little of persecution. We know so little of it. We hear of it. We read of it in history books, but we've not seen it. There are certain parts of the world where people have been suffering and being put to death for their faith throughout the centuries. But most of us, that's only something we've seen and known from a distance. And yet I believe that the nearer we get to the end of time, the closer we get to our Lord's return, and the more intense the spiritual opposition becomes, I'm convinced that God's people are going to suffer persecution. And I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm just saying it's a reality. It always has been. It is now. And it will be until someday the Lord puts down every enemy. That's why Psalm 109 is a psalm that is very significant for the hour that we're living in. Psalm 109 is a psalm of David. It's not only a psalm of David, it is one of the psalms known as the imprecatory psalms. I was talking to someone the other day and uh, they uh, said, Yes, I have a family member whose favorite psalms are the imprecatory psalms. And they kind of laughed because the imprecatory psalms are the psalms that are all prayers against the enemy. And this person, of course, tongue-in-cheek, said, uh, my friend or family member loves praying those prayers, praying against the enemies. Uh, but I'll remind you that David is not just praying against his own enemies, he's praying against God's enemies. And I think we've got to be very careful against making enemies, number one. And number two, we've got to be very careful uh, having an idea that we, we want to stir up trouble and conflict. That's not it at all. I'm simply saying we're not looking for trouble, but if you do right, somebody's going to hate it. Somebody's going to hate you because they hate your Christ. And when persecution comes, Psalm 109 is a psalm, a prayer that you can make your own. Now, it's 31 verses long. I would challenge you to read it all, but listen to how it begins. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They compassed me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. Sometimes the hardest enemies you have to deal with are the ones who have been closest to you. I'm thinking now of the words of the apostle when he said, the more I love and the more I give, the more I be hated for it. Well, that's essentially what David is saying in Psalm 109. He said, for my love they are my adversaries. He said, I've and only not deserve this, I've loved them. I've tried to be good to them, and yet this is the way they reward me. Don't be shocked. If it happened to the man after God's own heart, David, if it happened to the Apostle Paul, and ultimately if it happened to the Lord Jesus Christ, don't be surprised 
when someone turns on you because of your following the Lord. The thing that struck me about Psalm 109 is the emphasis on words, on the mouth, on what is spoken. There are actually three different people addressed in Psalm 109 for their words. First of all, we have the words of the wicked. He talks in verse 2 about the mouth of the wicked, the, the mouth of the deceitful opened against me. They've spoken against me with a lying tongue. And do you know why people have to lie about you? Because they hate the truth. Do you know why people speak with such hatred? Because they are being motivated by an enemy that is filled with anger. And so one of the marks of persecution, it's not always physical. Sometimes it's emotional. It's not always that they put you in chains or they beat you. Uh, or it's not always martyrdom. But oftentimes it is a living death. It is a constant uh, slaying of your soul by what they say and what they, what they do towards you. It comes out of their mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. The Bible says in verse number 3, they are words of hatred without a cause. Maybe you're dealing with that today. When persecution comes, you're always going to have to deal with the words of the enemy. And they're hateful words. Just remember this, they hate you because they hate your Christ. And then secondly, we have not only the mouth of the wicked, but praise the Lord for this, we have the mouth of God. Don't you know that God's Word is more powerful than any word man could speak? Did you notice how the psalm began? Hold not thy peace, O God. In other words, Lord, they've opened their mouth. Would you open yours? You see, God can speak and in a moment can change everything. If you read and study the entire psalm, uh, you see a description of the persecutors and you also see requests uh, that David gives of what he would like God to do. But in a word, may I tell you what it is? God just speaks and takes care of them. That's why the Apostle Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his work. In other words, instead of me responding in kind, instead of me trying to get some revenge or even sticking up for myself, I'm going to let God speak. I'm going to let the Lord, the, the final judge, take care of all of that. In one place, God said to his people, the children of Israel, ye shall hold your peace and the Lord shall fight for you. Maybe you're tempted today to lash back, to, to come back at the persecutor. Don't let flesh answer to flesh. No, when flesh comes calling, let spirit answer the door. Uh, see, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And maybe you're so frustrated, you're on the verge of, of your own anger right now and retaliation. I want you to know that will never accomplish spiritual ends and it will never bring God glory. So let God speak. Let God say what you can't say. And so first we have the words of the wicked. Then we have the word of God. And then thirdly, this is so practical, we have the words of David. David said, there are a couple things I'm going to do with my mouth. Uh, he, he doesn't say, I'm going to talk bad about them. I'm going to criticize them. I'm going to run them in the ground. That's what we're tempted to do. No, instead, he says he's going to do two things with his mouth that you and I can still do with ours. First of all, in verse 1, he says, Hold not thy peace, peace O God of my praise. Now, there's a, a little play on words here, inspired of the Holy Spirit. He says, The wicked are speaking. Lord, I'm going to praise you, and I'm waiting on you to speak. I believe this. I believe when we begin to praise, God begins to speak. There really is power in praise because God inhabits the praises of His people. So when you're dealing with persecution, one thing you can do is you can just keep praising God. You can sing your way through the fire. Yes, I know that's easier said than done, but God will give you the grace to do it. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs and read the story of those who've endured intense persecution and you'll find 
that in so many of those cases, the joy of the Lord was their strength. They just kept on praising. And then there's a second thing he said he was going to do with his mouth. In verse number 4, he says, For my love they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. You can praise and you can pray. And that's what Psalm 109 is. Remember, it's an imprecatory prayer. Don't talk to everybody else about your enemies and your problems. Talk to God. God can do more about them than anyone else can. And here's the beautiful thing. When you begin to talk to God this way, God begins to speak and they have to be quiet. Now, maybe that won't happen instantly. It will happen ultimately someday. But God's going to take care of the enemies. God's going to shut the mouth of the enemy once and for all someday. And God's Word is going to last forever. So you hold your tongue from fleshly reaction and instead you respond by praise and by prayer. Give yourself to that today. I love verse 28. He says to the Lord, Let them curse, but bless thou. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let thy servant rejoice. They may curse, but God will bless. And friend, you can keep on rejoicing. May the Lord give you strength and grace today in the midst of your persecution to be faithful to Jesus Christ to the very end. Soon God will speak and it will all be over. If you have been helped by today's Bible study, we would love to hear from you. You may connect with us or access the archive of all of the psalm studies online at scottpauley.org. It is our prayer that the Lord will continue to lead your life and that you will continue to follow. This is the only way to enjoy the journey. Thank you.